You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Good afternoon and welcome to the latest Claret and Blue podcast. Today I'm joined by Pat Rowe. Pat, how's things, mate? Yeah, good. Busy few days and I've gone through the door. Yeah, it's exciting. 13 days in less than a fortnight in and Villa reflecting their financial muscle. Luca Dean in this morning. Um, he teased it last night as well, kept us all uh, waiting. But yeah, what do you make of the Dean signing first off, Pat? What's your initial reaction to that this morning? Yeah, it's a it's a, another big name, isn't it? If you told me a few months ago that we'd be signing Coutinho and Dinia, I wouldn't have believed you at all. But it's a statement transfer from the the owners and Steven Gerrard and it's testament to like their ambition for the season, I think. A lot of people writing us off for Europe and saying, oh, we're just going to have to eat. You know, Gerrard needs a pre-season, he probably does, with this new, new squad. But to be honest, you string three or four results together, you're back in the mix, aren't you? And I think these these transfers are, are players that can come in straight away, contribute, improve the team and make a real impact in the upcoming fixtures. Four and a half year deal for Dean, that's a 2026 long-term signing, 25 million quid. I spoke to some colleagues at the Liverpool Echo, they said it's a bit of a steal, to be honest with you. Um, so what, what, what does Dean bring to Villa first off, Pat? I mean, I mean, you, you've looked at his uh, create, uh, chances created. He's going forward. Is that, that, is that why Gerard signed him? Yeah, I think uh, when Gerard came in, I think the first thing we started hearing about was the fact he wanted a world-class left-back. And in terms of his creating output, I think Digne is definitely that. Um, I think since he signed in 2018-19 for Everton, there's only Alexander-Arnold. has created more clear-cut chances. I think he's created 211. So, yeah, he brings that creative output. He'll bring an increased supply line for likes of Watkins and Ings. And I don't think we've seen the best out of them, so that could probably help there. I think in terms of his limitations, though, he's got a lot of the same ones as Matt Target. You know, like progressing the ball forward. I think he's in the bottom 20% across Europe's five, top five leagues. But crossing the ball is in the top 10%. So, going, he's not going to be able to progress the ball as forward, like bomb forward. He hasn't got the pace to do that. But if he can play off the likes of Coutinho, who create space for him, you know, like overlap and then get the ball in, that constant threat of crossing the ball into the likes of Ings and Watkins with their movement, it'll be a, it'll be a massive threat. What have you made of Matt Targets over, over this season, really, since, since now? Because Gerard, Gerard's been quite vocal of, I want a better left-back and... What have you made of target this season? I and mean, what would this sign do for him? Yeah, I think I think the criticism's fair, isn't it? Like he's, he's coming to the city. He had an injury to begin with. He had a poor preseason. That Watford oh, game where he was that Watford game when he got hooked <laughs> at like half time. I mean, it's, it's like if you threw me in there, it'd be like it's terrible. <laughs> Completely out of his depth at that point. But I think we have for, quickly forgotten the player he was last season. And I think it's fair to say that a large reason he was so successful last season was the fact that he had Jack Grealish in front of him, like a world-class player that can control the momentum of the game, has the ball at his feet and creates the space for him to run off on. He doesn't have to do a lot of the work himself. And I think it was like a complete opposite to that this season when he was asked to be a wing-back, where it's just like, we haven't got any wingers. And the main threat and the main like ball carrier on the on the wing is, is you and Matty Cash. So it's a different task for him and he struggled with it. And I think Gerard recognised that probably in terms of upgrades, he needed that position to go first. And uh, but I think Dinian needs the exact same thing. I think he'll benefit from uh, uh, Coutinho, like I said, being in front of him. Coutinho likes to cut in, so the threat of him cutting in, you know, that demands the attention of the defenders. And Dinier can overlap, get space in, and get a ball in. So Matt Target, I don't, I don't know if Dinier will start immediately against United. I think he'll be able to come in and contribute straight away, but. You know, he's there. He's not. There's no rumours of Target leaving. I think I saw one rumour saying, like, oh, Newcastle should go for him. But I think that was just an opinion of someone. But I think he's there to compete. Maybe it'll elevate his game. But, yeah, 
definitely a Premier League quality, world-class quality left back that's come in and is going to challenge him now. His comments are interesting. I'm going back to Dina here. He said, I'll come for the manager. The manager is the reason why I'll come. And he sold him we're going to, we're going to, a boss possession. We're going to play attacking football. I mean, mm-hmm. just, just, just how much of a pull did Gerard have now? Coutinho and Dina, the two deals in. Elite signings, aren't they? And can this spiral into even, even more exciting additions from even this window and, and next? Yeah, I think you're seeing the Gerard pull up when you start thinking about it's not always just money, is it? It's like Newcastle, there was a big deal made about like their pulling power and how the players they can sign. You've seen names like Mbappe and Haaland linked to them. And then not to downplay Chris Wood, but it's Chris Wood. It's not really a Della <laughs> signing. And then Gerard rejected them and then in favour of coming to us. And I think it's not always about money, is it? I think the relegation aspect does play a part in that. That's why they can't attract the players that we can. I think we're a, uh, an attractive project. I don't know they like to talk about their project, but I think we're a more attractive prospect at this point in time. Coutinho, <laughs> the third richest, uh, the third most expensive player in football history, coming and now Digne coming, who played for Barcelona and PSG, and he's won titles and cups and whatnot. So yeah, I think the uh, these two players are just the beginning. I think I don't know if many more big ones will come in uh, this window, but definitely for summer, definitely yeah. Would you be happy if it was February first now and Villa's business is done, or would you say they're still short and? If so, what do they need for you? I think you've got to look at the uh, CDM position, haven't you? I think the rumours already circulate with Basuma, but with the injury injury to Marvellous Nakamba uh, for the rest of the season, and you'd like to think that Douglas Weiss can't be the holding midfielder at this point. Uh, I think Gerard prefers to push him a bit further forward. And obviously, the only other player that sprung to mind that a Villa that could play CDM was Twanzevi, and that was like shoehorning him in. And obviously, he's left the club now. So I think we are short in CDM. I can't see us paying the uh, forty million for Basuma at this point in time. I think that's a bit close on the uh, financial fair play area of, it, of things. But maybe we'll look abroad. I think who was it in uh, summer? Czech Decore was mentioned. I think that Bubakar Kamara as well. I think United are after him, but that's a ten mil sniff that you could get now. Gerard's pulling power. Obviously, you don't know the extent of that anymore because we've just beaten West Ham and Chelsea to Digne, Arsenal and Spurs to Coutinho. So yeah, if there's a player to go in. To, to be had, you'd like to think Villa are within a shout. Looking ahead to Man United on, on Saturday now. Reckon Dean and Coutinho start for you, Pat? Or do you reckon they're going to strike in, or do you reckon we'll see them from off the bench? I mean, I'm looking at my uh, fantasy football team, and I'm trying. I'm thinking about taking the risk for Coutinho because if I see him cut inside and whip one in on uh, primetime Sky Sports <laughs> under the lights on uh, Saturday, I'd be, be annoyed if I don't have him. But yeah, I think it's a difficult one, isn't it? As a system that Gerard likes to play. He likes his forwards to press in a specific way and hold a shape a specific way. And he likes his wing-backs to get forward in a specific way and trap people and he sets different traps. So whether or not, I think they trained yesterday. Obviously, Digne didn't. I think that was Coutinho's first one. Coutinho looked really sharp. He looked match-ready in that in the few videos that we've seen. You know, whipping balls in with that finesse everyone knows so well. So, yeah, if he thinks he can get the best out of them and they learn the system soon enough, then, yeah, I can see them starting. I think... In my eyes, they'll probably be on the bench and just you know, play it safe. But if I was going to pick one, it might be, I'd probably say Coutinho looks better, ready to, you know, one more training session, looks a bit fitter. And yeah, he'd be my one to start. Who's what one player at risk for you um, for Coutinho to take his place? When they're talking about what position he can play, I think they're on about either in the number 10 or, or I think it was the attacking number eight. So that's like the Sansons or the Jacob Ramsey's type that are under threat. Carney Chukwemeka, and then you've got the left inside forward, which is probably for me his best position, like cutting in, quite narrow, 
feeding the likes of Watkins or Ings or the strikers, creating space for the overlapping fullback. That that'd be my one. So yeah, you're looking at you're probably going to see only one of it, Watkins and Ings on the pitch at one point, and obviously that's that's been a, a theme throughout the season. Picking which one goes there. Ramsey, Sanson, they're under threat if he takes the midfield spot. I think when the likes of, um, obviously, El Ghazi's on the way out. I think Trezgay could be under threat now as well if he comes back from Africa Cup of Nations. I think we'll probably look to move him on. Traore, Leon Bailey, where'd you fit them all in? There's, there's too many names. I, I don't think you're keeping the third. Leon Bailey, form. I don't think you're keeping Coutinho out of the side if you're getting back firing. So, not sure. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I forgot about Leon Bailey, to be honest. But yeah. Last had an injury update on him. He's back in February, we've been told. So, a few more weeks for Bailey. £30 million player there, they've got their, their disposal. I think the cliche is like a new signing, won't he? And hopefully, he stays fit from now to the end of the season. So, Matty Boots have Bailey back in a few weeks. And like you say, I think Bertrand Drouray, he's just been shut down with COVID. So, his AFCON might be cut short. Uh, Bertrand Drouray and Trezeguet, it's not looking good for them. Um, for me, moving ahead, obviously, Jared Lowe's playing two number 10s. Mm. And it's looking like that'll be Coutinho and Buendia, should they be both fully fit. So, yeah, I mean, this things Watkins debate is just... It just intrigues me so much because I think I think Gerard loves loves Danny Ings. I think he loves what Ings brings to the table. We've seen that finish at Brentford. Watkins doesn't score that at Brentford, um, and I think Ings is worth it. Worth his weight in gold. Watkins is totally different player, isn't he? Uh, Pat um, gives you so much more in terms of holding up the ball, work right off the ball, but he does miss miss the odd chance. I think he should have stuck that one away at Old Trafford yeah. on Monday. Hit the bar from close range. That's Danny Ings. That goes in. That's that's one one. So it's just a, I don't know what people think in the comments of the uh, Watkins and Ings. It's such a good debate to have to be had. You've got a, a finisher there who, who score with half a chance, whereas Watkins gives you a bit, a bit more. It's like having two players with Watkins. I just wish you could mould the two together yeah. into one play. You'd have a super player there, wouldn't you? Again, Aaron Aaron just mentioned Coutinho, Watkins, and Buendia as a front three. Ings comes out the side there. You, you're gonna lose a goal. Perhaps he can make an impact from off the bench. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think Matt Target as well, like you said, from Dean coming in, he's a potential loser there. I think his place in the team is now under a serious threat. Like you said, I think Dean starts on the, on the weekend. I think he'll come in. Um, I think Coutinho will get a cameo from off the bench last half an hour, get the fans going again. And uh, I can see that happening. So, an uncertain time for the likes of Target, Bird Troy, Trezeguet, a couple of the winners from the deals. I think Gerard's, Gerard's one of them. I think he's got two players in, elite, elite quality. Nearly 80 Champions League appearances between them, Dean and Coutinho. So, Gerard's had a, had a had a good couple of weeks, to say the least. He's been backed by the owners. Like, I think Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings, I know they might be um, uh, playing together more frequently of late, but I think that they'll benefit from this. Dina whipping balls in from the left. He's got good quality Dina, like we say. So they'll get the supply line now. Likewise, Coutinho in the little holes in the pockets. Um, so I think Watkins and Ings are going to benefit massively from this. They're going to be scoring more goals. I think in the Premier League table, I think the likes of Palace. Uh, Palace, Palace have scored more goals than Villa quite comfortably as well. So Villa are about mid-table for goals scored. So they'll try, try and up that. Douglas Louise and Morgan Sanson, I think, I think the arrivals of their fellow countrymen, I think that's a good thing, you know, in the dressing room for me. Douglas knows Coutinho well from playing, playing in Brazil. They're both from Rio. They're both big Vasco fans, and I think they know each other well. And that's good. I think Douglas's English is a bit limited still, Pat. Yeah. Coutinho's is quite good. You seen the other day with the interview. Yeah. That helped. And then Morgan Santos already spoken of, of his admiration. Dina coming in, so I think the pair know each other from French under 21 level. Um, so, yeah, I think, it's good. I think he's building a good dressing room again. 
just literally quality now. So hopefully a few more deals come, come through the door. Um, in terms of outgoings, I mean, Al look he's good at some part bound now. Is that the same go, Pat, or would you like the same style? I've not got a bad thing to say about him. I think the, the response to him, the potential move, I think everyone's responded quite well to it, to be honest. I think everyone's posting his goal at the playoff final, his goal when we first got to the Premier League and whatnot. He's a hot and cold player when he, at one point you can be absolutely mesmerised by him, like drifting past the player or down the wing or something or ripping one into the uh, top bins and the next he can just go missing for about 80 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think in terms of if we want to progress and in what Gerard wants from the squad and after these signings, I think it's just a, it's a sad one, but I've seen a lot of comparisons to the way like you treat Albert Adoma or players like that. It's just like, you can't really progress with them in the side, but you've not got a bad word to say about them. They've been very... Uh, Worth every penny, to be honest. What would, what would we buy El Ghazi for? It was like eight mil, about eight eight mil, mil, right million quid. There we go. Definitely worth that over the uh, Championship season and the in the Premier League. So, yeah, happy to see him go get some game time at Everton. I think he suits that style of play, the counter attacking and cutting in. So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, would work well for him. Yeah, I think yeah, fantastic value for money signing from Villa. Um, as far as they're concerned, eight million quid, that little loan as well. I think it was Bruce that signed him originally. Um, yeah. yeah, good signing, like you say. I think he's, he's, he's times he's times up at Villa. Villa moving on to another level uh, now. I think he needs to rediscover that confidence, doesn't he? It's been shot of late. Um, yeah. Gerard hasn't fancied him much, and I think it goes to Everton. Clean slate for him. Who knows? I think he could get to know the goal, get, get, get to the mark quite early. He could make a bit of a bit of an impact up there. So I know Everton have got a lot of wingers at present, so competition's rife but yeah. fresh start for Al Ghazi I think that's that's good for both parties I think it's a loan a loan deal initially um, Everton didn't want to pay the £15 million asking price for a player who's played I think three 90 minute matches all season um, so I think if, if Al Ghazi does well I think, I think Everton buy him in the summer if not I think Al Ghazi comes back and then he'll have a year left on his deal I think he moves on in the summer I think we can agree to that one mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I mean, looking at the Man U, do you see any, any any tweaks or changes to the lineup or, or systems? Or for me, I think Villa needs to be more ruthless, don't they? They had the yeah. chances at Old Trafford. I think that, that that'll be drummed into them. Um, so what would you like to see better from Villa on Saturday? To be honest, uh, it, I'd like Gerard to just make the decision on what, either Watkins and Ings. I think I've yeah. stated the uh, benefits that both both players have, but I can't see Buendia coming out of the side because I thought I've seen a few comments there. I think we've got Ian Robinson there. Just saying, I don't think Coutinho does come in for Buendia. I think they're going to work well together. And like you said, the number 10s, I thought Buendia was bright against United the other day. And when we, when he went off, I think all of our threat went off, to be honest. I was going to ask you about Buendia, because I'm in the press box. He does some really good stuff. And then other times, gives the ball away. Gerard, Gerard pulls you there, right? Yeah. He, he tries it too much. Sometimes on, on Monday night, he came to get the ball off, off target and off, off Mings. Give me the ball on the play. And sometimes gives the ball away, and then Gerard's yeah. looking, looking back at his bench, thinking, "God, I don't need this." So, but other times that, that Brentford assist and little, little intricacies he does, and mm-hmm. he looks really good. I mean, he skinned Fred, and then he took Luke Shaw in the box, and then drove one across the box, and Ings couldn't get on the end of it. So, he can be the brilliant from the brilliant to the bad, can't he, Buendia? So, I think hopefully Coutinho comes in, and hopefully the pair can. I think they'll work really well. They'll have a good understanding, yeah. and um, I think we need to see a ninety-minute performance from Buendia. He does it in flashes, doesn't he, Pat? I don't know what you, yeah. you make of Buendia's season so far and of late. Can he be the difference? Yeah, it's that thing, isn't it? He's not consistent. I think Gabby's been ripping into him quite a free. Yeah, a bit hard. He's been a bit nasty to him, hasn't he, Gabby? But um, yeah. 
Yeah, you can't you can't get ninety minutes from him. Like he either gets hooked off when it's and the game goes, the game plan goes yeah. when he goes off, or he just disappears. The one that gets to me is he'll just get the ball and he'll have about two players around him. He'll squirm out somehow. It's like got the McGinn trait about him. Like his stature's yeah. small. He's not doesn't look the biggest, but he just somehow gets the ball out and drives through. And yeah, he's got that moment of magic. I think I do remember that driving run, and then he flashed one across the face of goal. Like you said, I thought that was in. Thought someone was going to get on the end of that, and then obviously he's got moments of magic like the uh, Brentford goal. But other than that, I didn't. I don't remember what he did in the uh, second half of the uh, Brentford game. But that's kind of the uh, theme throughout the whole team in that game, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, he'll probably benefit from Coutinho coming in as well because if he's at this moment in time, like in terms of creation, I can only think of Buendia being the one to create something out of nothing. But if you've got someone on the opposite side doing the exact same thing. You know the same level of threat, probably if if not more in terms of goal threat from from immediately from him. So yeah, it might benefit him. Less concentration on him gets a bit more space to operate within. But yeah, I would like to see ninety minutes from him. And for once, I agree with Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, South Americans have a good understanding that now. Got telepathic, is it? So I think Douglas Louise will be good as well for that. Uh, John McGinn suspended Saturday. Pats bit of a bit of a big loss, and who comes in? Oh yeah, ma- major loss. I think he. Leads the side in shot creating actions, lead the side in progressive carries and all these sorts of things. I think you probably want to throw Morgan Sanson in there for a bit of a well rounded midfielder for in the game, you know, defensive effort, the work rate, and has the quality on the ball to get drag us forward like McGinn does. For me, McGinn's been a bit deep in the last few games. Like he's struggled. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. Especially Brentford, I thought he was, was most of the time he was on the halfway line just trying to ping balls in. I like yeah. seeing him get further forward. I think I think that's something we've got to work on. But yeah, Sanson in for me. Midfield three of Sanson, Louise is to hold in, and then maybe Ramsey on the uh, left-hand side of the midfield three. And then it's whether or not you want to go with another Watkins-Ings display or if you want to throw Coutinho in the deep end at a packed-out Villa Park under the lights. Yeah, Morgan Sanson intrigues me. He hasn't, he hasn't featured since Boxing Day. His first start since Boxing Day coming up, so... I mean, Gerard's been, been pretty good for him, hasn't he? I think Santan spoke about that. And Gerard spoke handily about that as well. Mm-hmm. He had a meeting with Santan, sat down one-on-one with him. He said, listen, we'll get you right. Um, I think under Dean Smith, I think Dean Smith didn't fancy him. I don't know what, what went on there. Um, obviously, he had his injury troubles and, and whatnot. And I think Dean didn't really fancy playing him in the end. So, he's feeling the love again, Santan. So, hopefully, big, big performance needed on Saturday for him. He needs to keep his shirt then. And um, yeah, it's been a year since we signed him. We haven't really seen much of him, have we, really? So now's, now's the time, I think, for Sanson to show what he's worth. And Gerard, Gerard likes him, from what I've been told from people inside Baltimore Heath. Gerard really likes him. So I think he needs to come on with a big performance on Saturday on his big chance. But like you say, McGinn, I think, uh, yeah, same as Ramsey as well. Gerard likes them two number eights to stay a bit deeper now and just pop, pop balls over the top. So it's, that's been an interesting watch over the last couple of weeks for me. Line up probably Martinez, Cash, Constant, Mings, Dean. I think Dean starts. I think yeah. he's going to throw straight in. Uh, yes, he hasn't played since December the 1st. A 4-1 defeat at Liverpool, but it's only a month or so ago. Yeah. I think Coutinho hasn't played much football at all, to be honest. So the midfield three, I think I'll go with you on that one. I'll go with um, Sansan, Douglas, and Jacob. And then it's just the things and mocking stuff drives me crazy. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if sometimes on, on Monday night, I think Boindia played as a 10. I think Ings and Watkins played as a two yeah. at times. So it's interesting what had happened. There's not much options there, is there? I mean, a lot of people, there's some telling comments after Pat of, of Carnage Chuck Moika's situation. Yeah. I think I think Gerard was asked about uh, with the Coutinho signing, did, did you look for a new number 10 or was this a 
too good an opportunity to turn down. And he went, we've got a few number 10s in there, but we don't know what kind of Chuck Moika's situation is. Is he going to commit his future? So it's interesting. Um, so that needs to be ironed out. It's a question I'm going to ask uh, Gerard tomorrow at his press conference. What's going on with Carney? Because it's not looking good. Coming, noise is coming out of Villa Park. So we'll see. One of Danny Ings or, or Watkins comes out. Sadly, I think Lindelof will probably drop out. He's been a bit of a calamity, Lindelof, wasn't he? I think Maguire comes in for Man U. So, but even then, I think Villa can get changed from him. I think Luke Shaw's out. McTominay is, is out as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so McTominay Shaw are out as well. So there'll be changes at United. Ronaldo probably back in. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, um, it really could kickstart us for the season. Uh, home game against Man U, um, do the double over them for the first time. God knows how many yeah, years. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and that set looks nicely. We've got Everton after that. Um, I'm wondering if, De- if De- yeah, Dean, Dean and Algarzi will play or, or, or whether there's a gentleman's agreement in there. I don't yeah. know that they can't play, but yeah, Everton after that on the 20, 22nd. And then it's a, a break, isn't it? A chance to restock and reevaluate it. And we'll go again from February to May at full hammer. Is European qualification too big an ask, Pat? I don't know. I don't think... I've always said, like, you string a few results together. I don't know. How many points are we off? Of that? Is it eight to get the Conference League? Yeah, I think it's eight, yeah. And I think it's, what is it, us, Wolves, United and Spurs around there, or whatever it is. I can't even remember the table, to be honest. But yeah, yeah we're six, six points off Wolves in eight, so six points to make up there. So we've got to play them. So if we beat if we beat Wolves, that's three added on. So yeah, I think I don't think it's over yet. I wouldn't write us off. I think uh it's like a bit of a run, isn't it? A bit yeah. of a playoff uh championship style run. Yeah. Win a few Ten games in the bounce. Yeah. As I said, the second half of the last season we fell off, but by the by the look of these signs, it looks like we could push on in the second half of the season, to be honest. It could be a reverse. So yeah, I'm still hopeful. It's in my mind. I said before the United game, if we, if I had to pick one, I'd still go and try and plough on through the league and I'll stand by that now after the disappointment on uh, Monday after the VAR controversy oh god yeah we owe them one surely surely yeah. I would like to do the dub over United now just makes it a bit more uh, a bit more fuel to the fire after that but yeah just, definitely I think momentum's huge now um, I think that's what Jared will be looking for now win one win two and try and bounce into a few few results so looking forward to Saturday you down there Saturday Pat or no I'm not Money's a bit tight. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, a, it's a class A. Yeah, I think it's fifty-five quid for an adult, yeah, so it's a top draw one. So uh, we packed out on Saturday. Um, I'll be down there. R five kickoff, isn't it? It's on, yeah. Live on the box. And um, these are the moments Gerard looked for. Like you say, he, he was gutted to miss the Boxing Day one against Chelsea. Yeah. All the cameras on Villa Park, and he, I think Gary McAllister made, made, made a big point of that. Gerard gutted to miss out. I think he, he enjoyed the enjoyed the. Um, the welcome Old Trafford on Monday show mm-hmm. in the clips. I think he, he relished that, you know, yeah. and he's just gutted in the end. He couldn't, couldn't get a result from Villa. So I think Saturday's a big one for Gerard as well. And hopefully we can get a result and then go into Everton full of confidence. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think the body is a happy place this week. I think Dean and Coutinho will train together today as well. Um, I'm intrigued to see if Kane Kessler Hayden will be involved in the squad on Saturday following his recall. Mm-hmm. Nicky will provide a bit of competition for Matty Cash. So we'll see with that one. But yeah, I think a defensive midfielder, I think we're pretty much pretty much sorted then. Possibly a centre back. I think I think we're after uh, Robin Olsen, aren't we? I think he worked with Johan Lange at Copenhagen or something. Yeah. He so, did. Yes, whether or not. I think he's just there's rumours of him cutting his loan short at Sheffield after a rib injury. So whether or not they go for him. It's clear Villa won a third stop, I don't know. Um yeah. see what Jed's situation is, but 
But yeah, we'll see. Villa Park rocking Saturday, hopefully, Pat, and um, we'll, uh, we'll link up there, mate. So yeah, thanks everyone for joining, and we'll leave it there. Yeah, we'll get results against Man U Saturday. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Yeah.